mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamant. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? Today, I'm feeling gay. And wow. proud to be gay, and Good. proud to be queer, and Ooh. homosexual, and all Ooh. of these things. Which is actually wow. one thing. But actually, all, is, it's <laughs> a big well, thing. No, queer, queer isn't one thing. Queer, no, queer can true, be anything. True. Queer but is homosexual many things. and gay. Correct. Oh, that's great you're feeling like that, because I wouldn't put that, you know, them words associate with you, really. But uh, No, never. I mean, you never would have thought I was gay, would you? Um, so that, is that effectively my coming out as well? Have I come out of the closet for mm. you? Yeah, um, I, I've been, I've, yeah, anyway, I've been watching too much musical theatre, I think, on, um, on TV. Anyhow, um, today's guest is an incredible photographer, and I first heard about his work through Jerry Saltz, because Jerry um, has been a big, big admirer of his work um, for a while. A champion, that's the word, yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, uh, I just love his photographs, and um, they are looking at issues of uh, sexuality, um, mm. homosexuality, uh, with mm. disability and um, kind of human uh, desire. And you, you know how much I love the soul and uh, all mm. things to do with that. And I think mm. you really feel that in, in this artist's work. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I know that it's you're work, a big fan as well. Massive fan. But this is work that really explores that intersection uh, with disability and sexuality, which yes. I think is completely missing from the art history canon. And this artist is, is I'm sure we'll find out from him, but is really uh, changing the dialogue for what that is. And it's, it's much uh, needed and it's, it's offensively missing. And uh, it's really amazing that we can talk to this incredible photographer today so we would like and the good to news is it's not it's, it's, it's it, the good news is that it's not missing anymore thanks to his work exactly and, um, and he's been self-described as ballsy charming devastatingly handsome homosexual um i can't remember all the others but i think it was like disabled artist activist and many other things so our artist today we would like to welcome to talk art robert, robert andy, andy coombs. coombs hi robert. <laughs> hi hi how are you Good. Good. Where are, are you, you in the world, Robert? I am in bright and sunny Miami, Florida. Oh, we're in, we're in the UK and it's not bright and sunny. It's kind I of... I miss Miami. Growing cold. <laughs> uh, is, is, it, it is. is it warm there? 
It's 80 degrees and sunny outside. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so how long have I'm, you been in Miami? Is that, is that your hometown? No, I just I just moved here uh, September 1st. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I, I, after uh, graduating uh, in May with my master's, I was trying to go to New York, but it just was unfeasible uh, for me to, like, afford to live there. So I was like, where else can I go? And I don't know, I really didn't want to go to LA. Um, uh, I've been there in the winter and it's not warm enough for me. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, I said, why not Miami? And I just moved here on a whim and I'm loving it. So that's so nice. So you, you, you completed your, uh, MFA in photography at Yale, right? Yes. I, uh, just graduated from Yale, uh, MFA photography program. Thank you. Thank you. You know, wow. graduating in the middle of a pandemic, which that was interesting. So, well, what, so what, what was like, that like then com- completing just, your course? And every, everything just felt uneventful this year when it, when, you know, when anything ha- like good happened or bad happened, it's just like, I don't know, like you just don't get to process your emotions, uh, you know, being away from family and, and not being able to like celebrate with your colleagues. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was just kind of a little disheartening, uh, but also just, I don't know, it was weird. It was just like, y- you know, you couldn't really express those emotions of like happiness with, you know, the rest of your cohort because we well, all were yeah. se- separate. You know. I guess it's fundamentals in, in, in education when you go through the process, like you have your graduation show or you go to your, um, you go to the prom, you have all these things that so many people this year have missed that are fundamental to uh, your experiences of what it is to be a human. You have these kind of benchmarks in your lives. And I guess graduating from Yale and not being able to celebrate that must feel weird. Did, ev- did everything end up online or how, how did the work get graded and how did people see the work? So we, uh, unfortunately, we were like the, usually our, our uh, graduating class, the, the photos will, um, you know, we'll, we'll have our, our thesis show at, at, our, at the School of Art. And then um, usually with the photo uh, department, usually our thesis will go to like a gallery in New York um, or, you know, if we want to have more than one show, you know, maybe like LA or something, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, like we weren't able to have our thesis show or, um, you know, and now like, because we have already graduated, it just seems like, you know, no one wants to view our work, which is unfortunate, <laughs> um, because we're like so low on the totem pole when it comes to the art uh, community. Um, what photography so, yeah, you feel it, like within the hierarchy of art, you feel like you're quite low. Well, that, and then, you know, a lot of other shows were already canceled. So trying to find mm-hmm. a venue in New York or, you know, how, how our thesis show could live, um, now that it's like a year old, I don't know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're having some difficulties as a, as a, cohort like my graduating class uh just you know trying to figure out how or if we're even going to have a thesis show so um god we did do it we did do a website but 
uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the same for a lot of the artists here in um, in the UK as well, because I was talking I to some of the Royal everywhere. College of Art students and everywhere. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's like a common common annoyance. Denominator. Um, must be so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, what, 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 what is the website for your, your show, though? Because we, oh, um, we should advertise that. Do you know it? Well, yeah. if, if not, I can, I can share it on Instagram. It's fine. Yeah. Did, yeah, did you find I, anything in this in this time uh, inspiring for the work? Although this experience in education was struggling, was there anything within your practice that came out of uh, the pandemic and the lockdown and the restrictions? Um, as far as my work, not yeah. particularly. Um, right. I tried doing still lives, but I think that was kind of a fail on my part. Um, I'm not really good at making inanimate objects look interesting. So, uh, I'm more of a, a portrait photographer when it, when it comes down to it, I love photographing people and, uh, relationships and interactions. So, but I noticed that you've um, been, since you've been in Miami, you've been, um, you know, out and about, so you've been able to go outdoors and, um, exactly. and sort of do photo shoots that way, which were incredibly exciting. Can you speak a bit about, about that process? Yeah, of course. Um, and that was another reason why I wanted to move somewhere warm. Like uh, being a quadriplegic, I, I don't move very much. So like my, my, uh, my circulation is very poor. Uh, so I, I'm always cold. Uh, so I was just thinking like, where could I like be able to work you know, in out, in and out uh, of doors. And uh, yeah, Miami has been wonderful. You know, it's December and it's 80 degrees out and I can go outside and not have to worry about bundling up or getting caught in the snow or, uh, you know, freezing any part mm-hmm. of my body. Uh, so it's been, it's been wonderful being able to just like go out to uh, the beach and on Ocean Avenue and just, photograph you know all walks of life uh which is mostly just like beautiful men <laughs> yeah absolutely that's, that's well that's your people who come to your work will instantly recognize the barrage of flesh of 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 naked men of beautiful men and then of yourself a beautiful man that is part of this narrative that you've created there's so many self-portraits of you in these classical renaissance poses but what we're seeing is something that, as I said in the introduction, is vastly missing from representation, and that is the minutiae of disability, but yet a sexual um, appetite that exists within disability. Right. And, like, that that's one of the main things that I noticed uh, when my accident happened in 2009. I was trading a double backflip on a trampoline and landed on my neck, um, so when, when I was in rehab, um, I learned really quickly that, uh, even though that my, you know, you, you would think your medical professions or, you know, your medical professionals would like, uh, explain to you how your body works, you know, after such a drastic change, uh, mm. uh specifically sexually, um, they, definitely tiptoed around it and you know i i had to go out on my own and uh like scour the internet on you know how my body works uh sexually 
Um, so like <laughs> I had to like go watch like, uh, you know, uh, like X tube videos or, or Pornhub videos of, of guys like masturbating, um, in wheelchairs and like with spinal cord injury specifically. And, mm-hmm. uh, you just, I, I had to learn everything on my own. Uh, and I, I also realized after my accident that disability and sexuality uh, just wasn't represented at all in images or that um, the general public just thought we were asexual or we are asexual, mm-hmm. which is like simply not the case, as you can see. Um, mm-hmm. My sex life is alive and well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to... Uh, shed light on that topic i also Um, feel like you're letting us into this secret society of of uh, like disabled people which it it isn't it isn't it shouldn't be secretive but it feels like you're really allowing us access to this reality for so many people and giving that visibility right exactly and um you know a lot of a lot of people are uh you know disabled activists and other artists write about it a lot but when it comes to imagery there just there isn't a lot especially when uh the imagery is coming from a disabled person and not uh an able-bodied artist like photographing us you know um because it it just it doesn't give the same i don't know it just it always looks weird when an able-bodied artist photographs you know someone who's physically disabled that it's just a little off to me. Um, and that's what I've noticed, like, when I come in what, across. In what way, though? What, what, in what way is it off, do you think? It, does it feel like it's trying to add some sort of, sh- like, um, sympathy in there or, or trying to show some sort of pain or something, whereas your work is very unflinching and it, I don't feel any sympathy. I mean, I feel sympathy for what's happened to you, but I don't feel any sympathy in your images that I should feel sorry for you i feel kind of empowered by you right and um yeah i don't know that's that's just kind of the feeling i get is just um sympathy or or even like just um uh, it's, it's hard like the to gaze, explain, but... the gaze of the able-bodied i guess right. it's like the male gaze for women it's the gaze yeah. of the able-bodied on yeah exactly or like we're put up on a pedestal or something um there's another photographer uh i don't uh who photographs uh, like army veterans in like these uh classical uh uh things and i I don't know it's just yeah it's just a little weird to me these are the ones Uh, who've been injured injured in in like yeah it's action. like um yeah. yeah it's just like uh i don't know i i don't know how to explain it yeah but i know what you're saying i, I don't know you have an I, instinct your instinct saying it just yeah. doesn't feel authentic to you because it's coming from someone who doesn't really have a full understanding of what your right. lived experience is right so i don't know i just i like to show the nitty-gritty and you know uh especially like technologies and like just unapologetic uh, you know i'm un- unapologetic when it comes to my nude body and 
you know, I love showing the scars and the adaptations I've done. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, even though my, my body isn't, uh, doesn't look like, you know, my, uh, very toned gymnastics body, uh, you know, I still love it and, uh, it does what it needs to do. <laughs> and actually the, the, the photos are really beautiful. Like, like, you know, there's, 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 there's images of you where you see very clearly like your suprapubic um, catheter that's inserted into the kind of mid part of your, um, your torso. And, and it, it all becomes so kind of, I, I find it incredibly beautiful. Like the whole, the, the, the actual position, the, the, the kind of composition of your photos. Like they, they make me think of kind of, I don't know, classic paintings and kind of... Yeah, exactly, like, Is that something... Yeah, totally, yeah. And there's a kind of romance to, to it. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. Like, I, I often find things like scars. Like, I remember a guy that I was dating and he had a big scar, like, all the way down his... Um, the centre of his, you know, tummy button. And it used to be something that he would find very sort of... Well, not embarrassing, but kind of like... Like, he didn't want me to focus on it or something. And I, and I, I think what I find about your photos is the, the braveness and the, the kind of confidence and the acceptance that you have. And it kind yeah. of makes all of us as viewers, you know, sort of feel this, this joy of, of all different bodies. Do you feel brave it's... when you make the work, Robert? <laughs> Not really. Uh, I don't know. I love myself. I, like, I'm probably one of the biggest, <laughs> like, narcissists. And my, my mom is just... <laughs> My mom is just always like, where did you come from? I didn't raise you like this, you know, but I don't know. I've, I, I'm the youngest child and like, I don't know. I always, I always loved myself, uh, you know, and, it, and mm. I, I, I kind of just figured like, well, you know, no one is able, going to be able to make this work uh, like I can, um, so like when I got the idea to, to do my self portraits, I, and that, and I was like, you know, I, I was almost 30 and it, it was kind of just like a new sexual awakening to me. Like I just stopped caring what people thought of me and like, I love my body and I want to share it with, with other people. And, you know, I just, I, I didn't care what people were going to think of me, whether, you know, like photographing myself, myself in like sexual situations or you know uh having sex in front of the camera like i don't know i just really didn't care anymore mm -hmm. um but i but i try and make them objectively beautiful uh mm. with the lighting and the subject matter the composition um and and you know so that uh people you know people regardless of the subject matter, uh, you know, people will be able to view them as beautiful. Yeah. So. Have you ever had experiences where people have been kind of upset with you for putting these images out in the world? Um, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I've been called gross or or this is disgusting. Why? Why? Like, even on, like, you know, I love looking at the comments uh, when, like, Jerry Saltz would post something about my work and they'd be like really why this like you know this doesn't need to be shown or stuff like that i don't know i just think it's funny <laughs> does that push does that power you on does that give you strength knowing that oh, you're totally. doing something that's that's shocking people and, and pushing the narrative <laughs> ah i love the shock i love you know <laughs> but 
But these aren't shocking to me. Like, I don't know. No. It's just, I don't know. I, I just, I love what I do. Uh, and, you know, I love myself. And, and the artwork is really for me, you know, to make these images. I, I love I love creating uh, different images. And, you know, that I, I love how, you know, I can make something that I truly love and, and if other people can get something from it, that's amazing too. I, I, um, I also like. I also want to create the work so that you know other other people with disabilities can get laid. So, has that worked for people? Has that been like a, an influence on their on other people's sex lives? Well, I think when it comes to the able-bodied community, it's just like there's so much curiosity uh yeah. and i i you know uh people just need to learn how to communicate better uh like mm. specifically using like word choices and uh uh more uh like thinking about the phrase you're going to say when it comes to uh like disability and sex it's just like People are like, how do, well, how do you have sex? And I'm like, how do you have sex? Like, mm. it, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. Like, no, but you're, but you're shifting like, that, you're moving that narrative and conversation because you're saying that people say, how do you have sex? But you're saying you should be asking me what sort of sex do I like? Right. It's exactly. Like, you're like, saying like, exactly, stop, yeah. stop. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so let's actually, and let's it, talk about the work, yeah. the work itself, because as Rob was saying, there's lots of these um, guys in there and they're like beautiful and a lot of able-bodied people are positioned mm-hmm. around yourself and you set these scenarios up. How do you find these models and how do you come up with these scenarios, these ideas? Is it quite instinctive in the moment or do you have a picture in your mind of how you're going to capture these images? Yeah, so normally um, I, I just... During the mornings... Uh, like, uh, before my caregivers come in, I usually have like, I don't know. I, I usually, um, it's just like a meditative thing. Like if I wake up before my caregivers, I just kind of, uh, slowly wake up and that's usually when I meditate the most. And by meditate, I mean, I just, I'm so fresh with ideas. Um, and that's where I like start creating a list of, of, uh, different, ideas that I have for, um, my photography. Um, also it's just like, uh, me experimenting in my sex life and then photographing things I have done in the past. So whether wow, it's, so like, it's like a diary so, in some ways, yeah, it's like, you know, cause like sometimes I, when I suck dick in my wheelchair, it, they can either climb up on my armrest, like the, uh, picture of, uh, myself with the guy uh, in the stacks of the library, uh, or you is that, know, is I, that Joey I'll, Solomon? Is that your friend Joey Solomon? No, that's a it's a different. Uh, okay, it's a different friend. Yeah, uh-huh. but yeah, like you know, um, or you know, I'll tilt my chair back and suck dick that way, um, <laughs> and you know, I, and. Yeah, there's just a lot of different themes that I want to capture, um, especially like, you know, uh, 
people are so fixated on like, oh, you have to be in your wheelchair. I specifically don't. I mean, some people it's more comfortable to be in their wheelchair or in mm -hmm. their bed, but you know, you see me on the grass, you see me um, in my bed, on the floor, on the couch. Um, so I just want to kind of get rid of that notion that people are bound to their wheelchairs because it's that's not the case. Um, I, I actually you know. was really fascinated by some of the images in nature. Like I love the ones of you on the beach, you know, when you're kind of in an embrace, like with, yeah. with, a, with yeah. a lover, like on the beach and this, this kind of rom romance of the nature. And there's even a, a, a self-portrait where you're fully dressed, but um, uh, on your website um, where, where you have like trees, you know, above you. And I, I, I sort of see this thread of nature throughout. Is that something that you've responded to in the history of art or, or is it, you know, is it something that's important to you, this relationship to nature? I think it's just the juxtaposition of like my, my wheelchair, you know, this technology that, um, that I use and the outdoors. Um, I also grew up in, uh, the upper peninsula of Michigan. So mm -hmm. I've always had like these strong roots back to, um, nature. And I, I, I really need to explore that more in my work. Um, I, I love nature and I love being outside and, um, being, being naked in the middle of, you know, a forest is just, that just reeks of my childhood. I, you know, I, I really grew know. up doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and like me and my friends frolicking naked any chance we got. Wow. 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 And so growing up, were you taking photos or is that something that's come uh, to you like later in life? Yeah. I, I started in middle school. I, I, you know, would just walk around, uh, the woods and and find different things to photograph and i think mm -hmm. i just i naturally had an eye when it come to when it like came to composition mm -hmm. uh then in like high school i would just photograph my friends and i uh i had a cheap little digital camera and would just document like the crazy shit that we did we would like uh climb buildings in my hometown uh <laughs> climb uh billboards and stuff and and just parties wow. like just photographing my my myself and my friends partying and yeah yeah did you so have any inspiration from photographers like did you look at people like um uh, well at that time uh like Cindy Sherman or Catherine Opie or like now it feels like you're looking more to Hujar and Maplethorpe potentially yeah, I like I had no I had no exposure to any type of photography or right. art. Uh, I lived in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and uh and then uh I I ended up getting a scholarship to uh Kendall College of Art and Design in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And that's kind of where I like um you know, started seeing a little bit more of art uh and like one of my huge one of the people's i i was really struck by at first was andy warhol and mm -hmm. um i think that's that was one of my biggest inspirations first and what then uh, what, what work by him i just i think i just loved his the, the whole the whole lifestyle of like the it artist in New York, like mm -hmm. 
having a bunch of people around him to like help him create his work. Like I loved, I loved how, you know, he had this community and they just kind of did whatever they wanted. And I think that really spoke to me. This really relates to uh, something you have on your website where you, you write that you dream, you want to fulfill your dream of becoming a famous artist, which is something that <laughs> right. is quite rare and quite yeah. fresh and really nice to actually see Definitely. an artist state that so clearly. But is that is that obviously you're incredibly ambitious, but do you feel like to become a famous artist when you get there, you're, you're going to be changing things and, and what that experience will be for you? I mean, the, the, well, I mean, I, I just want to be able to help people more, you know what I mean? And, and I feel like when you have a, a huge platform, you know, you can start doing things like that. Um, so really advocating for like artist residencies to, become more accessible for mm. uh galleries to become more accessible uh and not only that but just like venues in general like they're so inaccessible when it comes to um especially like new york or la when you know you have to go up a flight of stairs to like get into you know a building or anything like that like it's so ridiculous uh, and I really want the arts community to kind of, you know, start realizing that um, and uh, not just physical disability, but, you know, other other disabilities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think we just need to. I don't know, like we haven't had like uh, a huge uh, disabled role model uh, since like Christopher Reeves, I feel. Uh, but right. even then, he like I, I feel like his foundation was more set on a cure than actually like helping the disabled while you know we're waiting. Um, which I you know I'm more interested in like helping out people uh, now so that they can fulfill their dreams, whether you know they're in a wheelchair or have any other disability. Um, so I feel like with my fame, I could you know help change that narrative. Absolutely. What was it like getting uh, the critique from the master Jerry Saltz himself? And how did that come about? And that must have changed things. Yeah, I mean, I woke up on a Friday to like, you know, hundreds of people like following my old Instagram uh, and just like liking my work. And I was just like, holy shit, Jerry Saltz, like where the hell... where the hell did he find me from, you know? And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, that it was, it was a, it was a crazy experience. And then ultimately like, uh, my Instagram got shut down, you know, because of that, because people kept reporting his stuff and also my stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a whirlwind of a week for sure. But your account got cancelled because of the images that you were posting of your own work. Yes. So uh, I got deactivated on Saturday uh, because people, I don't know, like to report things that, you know, are, 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 well, it's like, you know, I'm trying to change the way people look at disability and sexuality. Mm -hmm. So. 
mm. you know, people reporting it and censoring it, you know, and ultimately like Instagram who now have like, uh, you know, commercials out saying we love vanguards. We love all these amazing creators to like step out to the forefront, but yet they're, but yet they're totally like, uh, censoring and disabling, mm. like, you know, amazing artists. And it's not just me. Um, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous that they like try and brand themselves as like this amazing, uh, Avenue, which I mean, they are, but they're also like trying to kill, uh, the arts, in, you know, mm. the same way. Um, so yeah, I got deactivated and then, uh, Jerry had posted on Monday, uh, that next Monday that I was deactivated. So then they reactivated my account and then like deactivated it and then reactivated it and then deactivated again all in one week. It was like, it was ridiculous. And it's just like, and the, 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 the whole, like, uh, like refuting it or like trying to get it back is such a convoluted way. Like, and like they they really just don't care like if they deactivate you it, it could take anywhere from like a week to like years to get you to get your account back and it's just mm-hmm. like how long you know do you want to keep fighting and yeah it's and just, also like, i guess that just... takes away from your creative energy doesn't it the last thing you want to do is waste your time yeah. fighting to keep an account open when you could be making work or thinking about work or living your life yeah right and like, thanks to Jerry, I was almost up to like 10,000 followers and then I got deactivated. So I had to start <laughs> all over. So you've got, you've got a new active account now, right? Yes. It's Robert okay. Andy Coombs too. We will link to you there as well. But um, there's something about your work that I love the energy of, which is this kind of everyday kind of freedom in it there's a sense of freedom and you do seem to be quite prolific in many ways is is the creative process something that you are very comfortable with like do you have loads of ideas like for making work yeah i i've been on a creative high since um uh i uh since i'm like applying to yale uh the second time i i didn't my my first time applying to yale i i didn't get an interview or or accepted or anything but uh, I really didn't take no for an answer the second time and instead of talking about the work I was I wanted to make I started making the work that I wanted to make uh, and they really saw uh, you know my vision and um, and yeah I I don't know I just like Michigan was like just killing me creatively and like emotionally and uh, physically when it came to winters, but I, I just, I didn't have a creative community in Michigan. I just, I, you know, no one, it, you know, the Midwest like sucks when it comes to (laughs) sexuality in general. So Mm -hmm. like trying to find men to like pose with me, you know, in, in sexual ways, um, yeah was just extremely difficult. So uh, getting accepted into Yale uh, and being so close to New York and just the East Coast in general, like people were way more willing to go there with me. Um, You know, it just, it was, it was really refreshing. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com how, how do you find these models? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm on like every gay dating website or app. <laughs> um, and also uh, a lot of it through Instagram as well. Um, you know, I made a lot of amazing friends, uh, especially in, in New York these past two years when I was at school, like, uh, you know, other other queer artists uh, in New York and like Boston. And uh, yeah, they were just like, yeah, let's do it. And so uh, my creative process is, you know, I, I, uh, I think about different scenarios and like things that I like sexually or things that I, you know, want to try sexually. Um, and, and, and not not just sexually, but like when it comes to intimacy and and being cared for and having people care for you. Um, you know, mm. it just shows, I, I just wanted to show a lot of, uh, you know, the, the different dynamics of, of my relationships and friendships and, you know, sexual adventures. There's a lot of respect in the images that feels like you all really respect and trust each other. That's what you get from yeah. your work. Right. And, it, you know, it's just like being able to find these you know, friends and, and lovers, like it just really helped invigorate my work uh, that I wasn't getting in Michigan. So I, I, I really love the series of Polaroids from Yale because of the sense of like joy. There's just so much joy in them and you can see the fun that you guys are having. And I, something that I really love is the way that you are able to catch the eye of the camera yourself and it's so striking, your kind of blue steel or striking mm. a pose. You know, you Unflinching. think of Michigan, um, Madonna <laughs> came from Michigan right. as well. Did um, she? Is that where Detroit is? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Is, is Michigan a swing state? Uh, I think so. I think it's uh, relatively, uh, like, there's two big cities uh, that are pretty blue, uh, but uh, the rest is a, a very rural and conservative. So it's, right. it's very polarizing. It can go either way. Right, right, right. Now, Rob just mentioned the Polaroids. The Polaroid feels like it's really important because you've actually got... Is that a tattoo of a Polaroid on your chest? Uh, no, that, uh, I have a Hello, My Name Is sticker that uh, empty. I used to... Yeah, because I used to write different names at you know different parties. I was always the naked guy at parties, like always stripping down and frolicking around and they're just like oh man there he goes again and this was this is family um, parties or friends <laughs> no friends um <laughs> uh but um but yeah i would just write in different names uh and then the four by five uh 
was my favorite format to photograph, a 4 by 5 sheet film with uh, a 4 by 5 view camera, um, just because the, the quality and, and uh, it just, 4 by 5 film is amazing. So, so you um, tattoo, I love that. Yeah, the Polaroids, um, I, I, I would start with the, I started with those, I found one, a Polaroid camera, um, you know, at a thrift store. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna experiment with this. And little did I know that uh, the Polaroids had like such a huge, they were, they were so huge in the, in the gay community, because, you know, it was instant film. And, you know, you didn't have to go get it developed and like, fear for you know being outed as you know a gay male when so uh especially with like the work of tom bianchi and and uh and andy warhol like you know they were able to uh photograph like you know their intimate connections with other men without having to worry about being outed so it was you know such a huge huge thing and i didn't realize that when i started taking polaroids but um yeah, i didn't think about that yeah that's amazing. yeah it's almost, yeah uh, and tom tom bianchi's book of fire island is really worth checking right. out if you're if you don't know his his work for the listeners because i love that book i've got it upstairs and it's a it's a classic yeah it's so beautiful and uh, it, it, it also like it also kind of informed my practice a little bit more um I, I was just willing to experiment more with my Polaroids. Um, and so that really helped me when it came to uh, creating my work, like with my, with my, through my other cameras, um, mm-hmm. just being able to, you know, see the, see that instantaneously. And then also just try different angles, try different, uh, it really helped me experiment like with my, with my photography. Mm. can we talk about the technicalities of your process as well because there's certain yes. uh, <laughs> stuff that's involved in the camera that you can't actually function it in its way that it's been developed so you have uh digital controls that you use that like there's a joystick that you operate by your mouth for example and things that you've you've i don't know if you've invented them but you've fashioned them out of things so they work for you right can you exactly. talk a bit about them yeah, when I w- when I was in uh, rehab at the University of Michigan, uh, I was in like they they had you know um, different classes with uh, assistive technology, and uh, they got me uh, introduced to uh, this company called uh, CompuSalt, and they make they're based out of Canada, and they make um, it's called a, a Jouse J O U S E. And it's essentially uh, just a joystick uh, with a sip and puff. So you puff to click um, and it plugs into your computer and, and mm-hmm. you can use, you know, you can use your, your mouth and your lips and your head to like move the cursor on the screen and then you just puff to click. So um, when I had that and I was, uh, I spent about a year at home after my accident with my parents uh, and then I realized I need to go back to school. So um, my professor, uh, Adam DeCracker, um, at Kendall, and I started talking about how I was going to photograph again. And that's uh, really how, um, you know, I, I informed my 
my way of working uh, even till this day. Um, the the school hired um, one of the other students to uh, physically assist me. Um, so uh, working with an assistant, and I, I wasn't new to that. I would always have my friends help me um, and assist me on photo shoots before my accident. So it just kind of was second nature. I, I was used to that, but um, he introduced me to more of like the technology uh, mm -hmm. capture one software uh, where you basically like plug your camera into your computer and you can operate all the settings from that. So that's how I started working, um, how I started photographing again, um, just kind of, you know, bringing like a, a, a table and, and my joust, the, the mouth joystick and mm -hmm. plugging my camera in to my computer and putting it on a tripod. And so it was, it was a very like, it was a it was a production yeah. in and of itself. It feels itself. like by, by hook or by crook, like where there's a will, there's a right. way with you. You're like, this isn't going to hold me back. I'm going to keep right. trailblazing and telling stories. And and I think there's lots of um, apparatus that you're still looking for. I noticed on your website you have an Amazon wish list that people can Yeah, I love the wish list. I've get been through that. <laughs> can get work for you, which I think is amazing. I, I think more artists need to just ask for help. Like, yes. Like a know. wedding list, yeah. Right, and it's just like, it's just like if you want to help support my my artistic vision, like you know, if you can afford it, like buy some stuff for me, you know, uh, <laughs> that'll that'll help me. Yeah, um, hell yeah. When I, yeah, and uh, like I love where technology is going right now because uh, like with home automation and and uh, things like that, it's making it's making you know the physically disabled just a lot more independent like when it comes to you know hands free with your with your mm. phone or you know i i just mm. um being able to operate your camera from your from your phone is huge you know mm. um you know and i i also with my fame i would love to uh you know if if i ever you know get to the point where i can collaborate with uh you know different uh camera companies like these are things you know that i would love to do like help them design a camera uh oh, for wow. the so you cool. know for who would you not, want to work not, with who, who's someone you would think would be like leica or canon or who are these companies that you would consider I saw you selling a canon camera <laughs> no i i well i mean uh phase one hasselblad uh sony wow. nikon uh, I like yeah. I won't discriminate who I want to work with, um, yeah. but the thing is, like when you design uh, with disability in mind, uh, yeah. it it benefits everyone. You know, it benefits yeah. able-bodied. You know, and and I think artists uh, would be able to use these features. You know, uh, regardless of of your ability. You know, if uh, if you can have like a hands-free camera, like think of the world of opportunities that like yeah. that would open up to, to all arts, you know? Yeah. Well, it's real uh, innovation. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, I just, I just want like, you know, designers and, and people to start thinking about, 
you know, just disability in mind first and then like yeah. the benefits Move, will... moving the conversation forward and assisting that. Right. Yeah. I, I've been really enjoying the um, the films you've been making, which are kind of almost like documentary style, where you have a camera like follow you round. And um, since you've been in Miami, you've been shooting at the Muscle Beach, and there's obviously one in LA as well. And initially, I thought it was LA, and then I realised it was South Beach in Miami. But um, yeah, but I, I, I love this idea that when you're when you're taking the photos, you're doing it on film, so the people who are having their picture taken are so used these days to seeing the immediate <laughs> image on a phone, and you have to mm. make them wait. But also the kind of decisiveness of, of your image taking seems so strong because, you know, we're getting to watch you actually taking these images and you seem very distinctly sort of clear in the moment about what the image is and when you want to take it and you, you will request, it, you know, to take another shot. Is, is that something you've always had, a kind of real confidence in the image? Um, yeah, no, I, I since, since my accident, like, I, I'm very much pre-production, so I know... For the most part, I know what I want the image to look like um, before I even take it. And I, I think that's just something that I have adapted to um, instead of just taking a bunch of random pictures. Uh, mm. I, I, I've really honed in on, on my eye and, and I have my disability to thank for that. Um, being able to, to direct, um, you know, my assistant to get, you know, the the vision that I want. And I, I don't know, I just, I have such a like photographic mind now that I like seeing, seeing light and, uh, and shadow and, and composition and how it's going to look in a two dimensional, uh, you know, uh, a two dimensional image. image. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, my, I don't know. I, it's just the way my, my brain has adapted to. Uh, so I, I also, I, I love photographing from my point of view. Um, mm -hmm. just because I, you know, I'm at a certain angle where it's like, I constantly have like dicks and butts in my face all the time and I, lovely. I'm not mad at it. So mm -hmm. it's I just mean, like, that's a, that's a lovely life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> being, being, being a gay wheelchair user is just like, constantly like you know guys are standing around you and you're just like at dick height and you're you know it's just it's a it's great and i i love documenting that like i love yeah. photographing you know from my point of view and and yeah. and how i see so yeah but some but your your work as well although it's it's it is highly sexual but you're also um looking into fetishes and there's a lot of snm and bondage in there and there's kind of like the narrative as well you're pushing the fact that we're seeing uh, an, an actively disabled person being sexual, but then we're also seeing the fetish. It feels like you're you're even allowing even more of this visibility and authenticity to come through. You don't shy right. away from it. Yeah, and and uh, like I said, I you know I'm I'm in like my my next uh, you know in my thirties, I just kind of like started having another sexual awakening and and the possibilities of of dom some sub relationships and you know i'm i'm very i i mean i am very in control of my life when it when it comes to dictating my care but mm. when it comes to like physically i you know i'm so not in control uh mm. and like i can't do things when i want uh you know when i want all the time so being able to like 
being uh you know dominate someone uh and like have them do whatever you want without like having to say please or thank you like it it just feels good you know uh mm. or or having to worry about you know their a lot a lot of a lot of what physical disability is um i mean for me personally i physically have to take care or i even though like I have people physically take care of me, I have to mentally take care of them. Uh, mm. You know, just because like, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, well, you, it is a it lot of It must be work, the fear but... in, you must come across a lot of fear in others for you, for the protection of right. you, for your body, for what they're seeing. Yeah. But also like the exhaust, the exhaustion of, of caring for someone is real, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not, um, I, I'm, empathetic towards that you know and and so i it's a lot of mental gymnastics uh Mm. trying to figure out the balance uh of being cared for and and you know caring for other people uh it it, i could talk hours about it but but yeah what do you what do you do to switch off you know, if you're constantly sort of, if your brain has evolved to this point where it's thinking so much about, you know, different angles and light and taking photos yourself, what, what do you do to kind of relax and, and not think about making work? Is that possible? Um, <laughs> well, every, every night, like when my, my caregiver comes in at nine o'clock, uh, I, you know, kind of get some chores done and, you know, like, and then, I'll get in bed and watch some stupid TV and go to sleep. So I'll just watch like reality TV or, you know, something, something like funny. What, and... What's your reality TV show? I was going to say, what's your, what's your highlights? Real Housewives. <laughs> no, well, RuPaul's Drag Race, obviously. Oh, hell yes. Hey, oh my, did you watch RuPaul, the UK one? Uh, I did. I did. Oh my oh, God. So good. Game changing. Bega. Bag of, chi- bag of chips Bega. is... Yes. Sexy bagger chips yes. is class. I'm obsessed with bagger. Bag- oh, I, I oh. booked bagger for a friend's engagement yeah. party. We had a private bagger, performance bagger by bagger. Up. It was yeah. major. She, where, she, where was my invite? <laughs> Next time, <laughs> we, we will organize. She turned up as Elphaba from Wicked because Elphaba, because um, there was a, <laughs> was so a performance funny. of Wicked at, going on at Heaven Nightclub here and she turned up as like a Wicked Witch of the West and then That's sung. Amazing. It was it was kind of bonkers, <laughs> but it was, it was when we had the British one, it went crazy and I, I am like the biggest fan. So that's the best TV right. choice. Yes. I know. Tick, tick, tick. But uh, also um, I, I've been catching up on Slag Wars uh, which oh I, yeah, we've I done saw. the first episode. We've done the first episode. I saw. I saw yeah. that she wrote to you and said like she, she loves you. Well, the yeah, cock destroyers. Fan. The cock yes. destroyers yes. have written to you. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're big fans Rebecca. of your work. Rebecca Moore, Moore Dix. She she contacted or I I saw that she followed my Instagram. I'm like, holy shit, no way. Are you joking? <laughs> so I like messaged her and she's like, oh my god, I love your work. Uh, you know, you're so sexy and hot and you are without a doubt a cock destroyer. And I'm like, I have made it. <laughs> Jerry Salt, who? Jerry Salt, who? Slight, uh, Rebecca Mordich, the cock destroyer level. herself. Yeah. The cock yes. destroyer. Oh, oh my God. God. You are a cock so, destroyer, Robert. Yeah. And uh, Do you, I was like, I was like, if you want to collaborate, let me know. I'm in Miami. Yes. Uh, oh and I think, I think she's coming to LA later 
in 2020 if you know if uh all things are permitted and she's like i, I might have to make a tour and come to miami and i was like you next better. year 2021 so, or this late, later yeah, this year 20, like, oh no 2021, 2021. amazing yeah, so. do, you, do you consider yourself an activist robert uh i mean yeah i mean just living as a disabled person you are an activist because you're constantly having to advocate for yourself when it comes to uh you know getting cared for uh mm. you know when it comes to insurance or or just even going to the hospital like you know no one knows my body better than i do and and you know i'm very adamant when it comes to you know how my body works and i i mean thankfully like the um the uh medical professionals that I meet, they realize that I know what the fuck's going on with my body. So they, Mm -hmm. um, they listen, which is great. And that doesn't always happen, but I'm, I'm a, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm always advocating and making sure and educating and it's exhausting, but I mean, like I, you know, if I can do it and save someone else's, you, you know, save someone else from having to do this shit, like yeah. my job is done so and i saw on your on your website that you, you do a model search as well like that way you have a kind of open call but the other day you actually did a call out for like um disabled people of miami and you were like can we meet up i want to photograph you like since moving yes. there and did you yes. have many responses to that that call um i've i've met um uh three three uh disabled uh queers uh, here in Miami, um, two of them are, are spinal cord injuries and, and one of them has cerebral palsy. Um, and so I like, you know, I'm just, I just moved here. So I'm still trying to like, you know, get to know people and, Mm -hmm. and gain a following here in Miami. It's, I mean, it's kind of difficult with the the pandemic just because, Mm -hmm. you know, people aren't out you know, like they used to be, or, mm. you know, you just don't meet as many people. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, um, I, I got a few, which was nice, but, um, yeah, just still trying to explore that and, um, yeah, figure it out as it goes. Like I, I you know, I did a substantial, um, you know, body of work with myself. That's going to be continuing throughout my whole life. Uh, as I disay or as I, you know, uh, age as a disabled man, but, um, but yeah, I, I really want to start photographing other people. And now that, mm. you know, they can see my images of how I photograph myself and, you know, uh, it just kind of gives them, you know, um, uh, just confidence in, in, you know, photographing themselves. So, mm. I think what we've seen with yeah. you is just, just like literally scratching the surface of what what your your body of work will be. I feel like in I know, I know. Like, yeah. such, no, it's just because so you're giving so much agency to yourself yes. and and your community and the queer community and and and, and the disabled community and everything. It's like this this agency that you are um, giving and showing is incredibly important and empowering. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you. And also, I really want to talk about your dog, because I'm in love with Lad. Oh, my God. I know. And I'm like a terrible 
uh, Instagram dog dad because he doesn't <laughs> yeah. he doesn't Same have again. his own Instagram. I, I, I thought oh you God. and Russell would bond over this because Russell's got Rocky right. and then also his partner Steve's two dogs, Archie and Cooper now. So there's a whole mm. like family of dogs and I think Lad would yeah, get with on very well Rangers. with them. Yeah. But I oh love I love God. the video where he was he was um crunching ice because of the heat and I was just like I'm in love. Yeah. Oh my God. And he is such a he is such he is such a uh, an amazing wingman. Okay, so like being being gay in a wheelchair uh is so nice to be completely honest uh because it puts like able or um uh it puts like straight men. I don't like. I don't seem as threatening as you know, which is you know all ableism aside. But I'm not as threatening to them because you know they they don't feel like I'm gonna accost them at any time. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you know uh, being able to interact with people. And I don't know, like when it comes to disability, people automatically assume you're straight. I don't know. Maybe I'm like super straight looking or acting. I don't know. I doubt that. That's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, they just kind of, you know, assume that I'm straight, like that a gay person couldn't be disabled, Uh, which, which I found that to be quite common. Um, But, but straight men love me for some reason. I don't know. I I think I had, (laughs) I think it was, I think it's like a mixture of like my disability and my charisma and, and, and everything because I, I've always ha- had um, a lot of straight friend, straight guy friends specifically, who didn't feel threatened by me. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just like you know, I would I would go out to the bar with my friend Ariel when we lived when I lived in Grand Rapids, and she's like this tall, beautiful blonde, you know, and and guys would buy me shots and then just go like completely ignore her. So it's just like <laughs> this, this like amazing dynamic that and they're just like, I think, I think it just has to do with like masculinity in general. And that, I don't know, like, you know, guys can see themselves in me because, uh, you know, it's just like, we're mortal beings, you know, no matter how mm. men think that they're invincible, it's just like, you know, it's a reality like, oh shit, this could happen to me. Um, mm, 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 mm. but, but yeah, no, uh, and lad, lad is such a huge wig man as well. Cause he's so fucking cute. Uh, yeah, he just like, you know, I'll, I'll just like roll up to guys, you know, and ask them if I can photograph them and, you know, he'll be, you know, wagging his tail and looking all cute and they'll, you know, so he definitely helps for sure. He's a useful just tool de- to get a good, a good portrait <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, very much so. Very oh. much so. Well, Robert, we ask every guest that comes on two very important questions. The first one is, if you could do an art heist, if you could have any work of art in the world, anything you wanted from anywhere in the world, and you could steal it nicely, what would it be and why? Oh, damn. Um, damn, this is a hard question. Uh-huh. <laughs> would it be a photograph or would it be... A or it could be a building, a building. Or yeah. and we can we can bring a truck or cranes, or get the keys for a building. <laughs> it could be anything you wanted. Oh my! Or it could oh be my Atlanta, well. right? Um, <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. A nice print from Robert Andy Coombs. 
Uh, no, <laughs> your own work. You would steal your own work. Uh, yeah, right? I would. I would. No, um, I think like a Maplethorpe or something. I don't know. Yeah. What the more, uh, the more graphic ones? Like Oh, yeah. More, well, yeah. I, you never get to see the like super graphic ones. Like, yeah, the bullwhip and yeah, uh, yeah the guy in the suit. But um, I, like, I don't know. I just want, I want to see that. And I want to see Andy Warhol's like really dirty shit, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. every time they have a retrospective, it's, it's like, it's like the, it's all like the stupid heteronormative, yeah, like, yeah, Marilyn People. Monroe and Elizabeth II and stuff, and you're like, okay, right? And it's like, no, I don't want to see that. I, I want to see his like gross. I want to see the dicks. gross, grungy. Yeah, yeah, and butts. Yeah. I want to see dicks and butts. Yeah, so. same. <laughs> and if if someone, if you was to steal your own work, then if it was a Robert Andy Coombs print, which one would Ooh, you say would be the most coveted? Oh man also hard because they're all my children and I can't pick <laughs> just one. Um, I think one of my favorites, um, I think it would be me lying in the grass with, um, with my arms up on my chest. I don't know, but it just, it's one of my favorite photos. Um, where you're looking into the camera yeah where i'm looking into yeah. the camera that that's, on your, that's kind actually of like, the main picture on your website at the moment exactly yeah it just kind of like accompanies like everything that i want to say or everything i want to capture within an image peaceful so. and actually that leads me on to something because i really wanted to talk about your tattoos and the reason I wanted yeah, to course. was because of that that picture in particular. And I was wondering, um, A, like, how come you got tattoos? What was the drive? But what is that particular one on your arm? I think it's on your right arm, maybe? And it's got yes. a kind of figurative head. I love that one. It's amazing. So if if when you go to robertandycombs.com and you uh, go to my photography uh, drop-down menu and you go to Fly Fall... Mm -hmm. uh, it is actually, the tattoo is actually a portrait I took of myself a week before my accident on the same trampoline. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I took that portrait a week before I broke my neck on the same trampoline. Wow. So it was, uh, it was, I was in my third year of, uh, I was in my third year of uh, undergrad and I had just, finished up my finals for uh, photography and that was my one of my photography finals so that 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 picture just like really resonated with me um, it's such a beautiful uh, portrait of myself you can't you can't tell if I'm like flying or falling uh, mm. and it just kind of like you know it was just such a beautiful moment on that trampoline wow so and there's a real like weightlessness isn't there a kind of yeah, you know, it's almost Boy, beyond the, the physical mm. um, embodiment of who we are as you know as mm -hmm. humans here. That's I, I love those those portraits; they're incredible. Um, and what would you do? You, do you sort of because I, I see you have a number of tattoos. Is it something that you want to keep on doing? Is is there another tattoo you have in mind? For your I next think the one? next one is going to be a portrait of Lad on my mm. thigh. Uh, just because now that I live in Miami, like, you know, short shorts all year round. 
but I, I want it so that I can see him, you know, and, and my thigh is like one of the places I can see my body. Um, and the, I, th- I was yeah. thinking you was going to say you'd have the cock destroyers then or maybe a bag of chips <laughs> somewhere on your body. Can you imagine? I, right. I don't know about that. <laughs> but it would, be, um, it would be cool if they got one of their port or one of my pictures tattooed on them. So Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. The, the other question we ask every guest is what is your favorite color? Blue by far. Uh, I don't know. I just, I look really good in, good in blue. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I love my eyes and blue just yeah, your eyes, eyes are kind of bluey. Blue, they're blue, aren't they? Bluey gray, I guess. Yeah. They're dark blue. So dark blue. like the yeah. ocean, like the heart of the sea, heart of the ocean. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Well, what a pleasure it's been to speak to you today, oh. Robert Andy Coombs, you legend. You're making me um, want to be in Miami, Robert. I, oh, I'm normally God. in I Miami mean, in December, and I've missed it this year because of COVID. The fair, yeah. I'm always there every right. first week of December, and I'm not there this year. But when next year I am coming to hang out with you. Yes, I will be here. So, and I would love <laughs> to hang out with you. We could go. We could go to Hallover Beach, uh, the okay. nude beach, and you we can go and look photos. for look for dicks and bums, buttholes yes. everywhere, and dicks. Yes. Robert yes. would love that. Right, Robert? We're going, we're going to a nude beach. I'm, I'm up for this. Yes, um, Rob okay. loves getting nude. Loves it. Rob, so you've Robert, got, and, you've got Robert and Robert. Rob with their bits out <laughs> right. on a beach. Great. Okay. Right. Uh, well, thank you so much for the incredible hour. I've loved spending every minute with you. And for everyone listening, you can um, go to our Instagram and we will link to Robert's uh, Instagram that we were discussing and you'll be able to watch the videos and see his photos and discover Lad, his wonderful dog as well. And look um, at his website, yes. uh, robertandycoombs.com, is it, Robert? Yes, that is correct. Great. And your Instagram and, is the same, also, at robertandycoombs. Robert Andy Coombs 2. 2, that's it, yes. With the number 2, yeah. Um, (laughs) But when you go to the website, check out the Amazon wish list. And if you you are able, please support the Amazon wish list. We love it. Or donate um, to my PayPal. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. Or donate to the PayPal. My PayPal is linked there, too. (laughs) Or or, or reply to the model search and be a model. Mm -hmm. Or that. (laughs) So many opportunities to interact with Robert Andy Coombs. No excuses. It's never ending. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Well, this is definitely just the beginning. Um, looking forward to meeting you in, in, in person once, um, once COVID yes. pandemic is over. Um, well, thank yeah, you for listening, everyone. So we will be back very soon. Of course, soon. of course. Yeah, we love yes. you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank bye, you. Robert. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Toby. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talkart at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com